And I like to break from that bubble and just kind of like, I want to touch, every day I try to touch three people. That's my goal. You know, being a Middle Eastern American, you know, you're not proud of that, especially with, you know, terrorist attacks and, and, and so on and so forth. So, you know, it was, it, was, it was difficult growing up here in the States. And I have this written on my notebook. I have this journal uh, for swimming. It says, happy swimmer, fast swimmer. It was the first thing I opened it up. It says, happy swimmer, fast swimmer. And I had to take a step back to realize, hey, Azad, you got to be happy. So that success disappears, but happiness never disappears. But I guarantee you, everybody in this world has some type of hard time or going, they're going through something. No one's really, really, really happy. If you're really happy, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> Write it, use your senses, all your senses, and then keep it close to your heart. And I guarantee you're gonna achieve that goal. Hey guys, and welcome back to the I Love Success podcast. Before we get started with this week's episode, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in, watching, listening. It means that you want to do something cool with your life, and we're all about helping you. That's why I bring these amazing guests over and over to you. Um, I want to hear from you guys. We now have listeners, 40, 50 countries all over the world. But I want to know what are you struggling with? What is your big fat dream and how are you doing? So reach out to me on Instagram at Peter Jumrukovsky or email me at info at ilsuccess.com. As you know by now, um, my mission is to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to go after their dreams. And uh, I can't do it myself, so make sure to share this story uh, with someone that needs to hear it so we can keep helping more and more people go after their dreams because it is an amazing journey. This week, I sit down with a friend and fellow athlete that has dedicated his life to the art of swimming and the pursuit of excellence. He represented Syria in the men's 100-meter breaststroke at the 2012 and 2006 Summer Olympics in London and Rio, and is now fighting for his last Olympic dream at the Tokyo Olympics. We meet a man with a lot of heart, dedication, and an awesome smile <laughs> at the end of closing a huge chapter in his life and opening a new one. Let's welcome Azad Albarazi to the I Love Success podcast. Thank you, Peter. Thanks yeah. for having me. You know... Super happy to meet you. And uh, uh, speaking about your smile, the first time I met you, the, the only thing that I remember was your smile. Uh, Have you heard that before? No. Uh, so I think a smile is amazing, right? It's how it's a great way of connecting with people. So I'm curious, how, how's your personality before we get into being an athlete and all of that stuff? You know, um, People tell me I have such a great and energetic personality. Um, you know, I am six foot six. I'm a tall guy, big hands. Like I got big features. Like you know, the typical Middle Eastern, big nose, big <laughs> lips. You know, and I guess yeah, my smile shines uh, around people. Uh, even my girlfriend, friends. Every time I go to the grocery store, I just like I just love talking to people. I love just you know, just connecting with people no matter what it is like hey how's your day going and just smiling and saying hi 
you know, we live in this society, let's just like go, go, go and social media and this bubble. And I like to break from that bubble and just kind of like, I want to touch every day. I try to touch three people. That's my goal. By even just smiling, saying hi, or just brighten someone's day by just doing some a kind thing. That's so, awesome. I yeah. love that. Uh, touching three people. And I think that it's so important that we stop because we, we see this. Everybody's on their phones all the time. We're so connected that we're fucking disconnected. Uh, so love that. Were you curious as a kid? I was very curious. You know, I grew up in Saudi Arabia. I was born there, and then we moved to the U.S. when I was almost around nine nine years old. And tell you the truth, I never played video games. I was always out and about, going to dumpsters, looking for electronics, taking electronics out, figuring things out. Always, I was always very curious, climbing trees, going on roofs, seeing how things work. So video games were. I literally sat my sat and watched my brother video, play video games, and I was like, <laughs> this is not for me. So. Yeah, I was very curious growing up. Always asked a lot of questions and always figured like, oh, how does this radio work? I found an old radio and took it apart and was very into things like that. So That's awesome. And I, th I think it's interesting, like it's the love of doing something, right? And the feeling uh, of just showing up and then some, it clicks, right? And I think a lot of people, what makes me sad uh, people that I meet and they ask me, Peter, how did you do this and that? I mean, I wasn't good. I just kept going for a long time and then it clicked. Most people quit too early. Like, what, what, why do you think uh, people quit too early so they never actually see that click, you know? There's, I think, two, two options. People get burnt out and that's what in the swimming world, yeah. you know, you start at such a young age, like seven years old and your parents are grinding you and you're grinding. Swimming is a demanding sport. You know, you train so hard and so much for such a fraction of a second. And sometimes you, you, you drop a lot of seconds, sometimes you gain a lot of seconds. You're like, what, what did I do wrong? You know, and that burnout. Yeah. So that's one case as a burnout. Another case, I guess, you know, it's just people just give up. People just think that, oh, this is not for me. You know, just in, in not just not just in sports, in, in career wise too. People go into a career and, and you know, and they they don't see success. You know, they do six months, seven months, eight months, year, uh, and then they don't see the success. And and that's when, you know, we're gonna probably dive into this is the mental aspect of it. And and trusting and believing and and you know knowing that everything you're doing is going to pay off eventually in, in the long term, no matter what you do. And that's, you know, that case B, the people that just give up, those are the people that maybe we need to touch and kind of like, don't give up, don't give up. You know, think they're the light at the end of the tunnel, you'll see it, you'll get there. It might take a couple years. You know, it took me a couple years to, to break this barrier that I'm stuck in. And, or a couple of years to qualify for the Olympics. That's why it's a four-year cycle. Yeah. You know, if it's every year, yeah. you know, there'll be new people shining all the time because no one, no one's great every year. We have our ups and downs. Yeah, I love that. And and I think uh, speaking about the mental aspect, I'm big into mindset, and I think a lot of us martial artists have a great mindset. But I, I admire swimmers because doing all that work underwater and it's just 
for a guy like me, just back and forward, back and forward for hours and hours, four, four or five hours every day. So how, how do you set yourself up for that to just kind of, this is just what I got to do. Like what's going on through your mind when you're swimming? Nothing. I tell you the truth. When I'm in the, in the water, in that pool, it's my thinking tank. You know, it's like whatever's happening on land, when I'm walking, stress, bills, test, whatever you got, like whatever stage of your life, you know, girlfriend doesn't like you in high school or you're, you're the loser in high school or, you know, or your midterms or for me as an adult right now, like bills, when I'm in that water, everything goes away. Everything goes away. It's just me, my thoughts, my breathing, and, and we just go. And the program I train at, at USC with 30 different Olympians under Dr. Dave Salo, um, it's an intense program. You don't have time to think. You don't have time to think. We wear fins and paddles and just go all out all the time. And his philosophy, he's a genius. Uh, old school used to be old, uh, old school swimming, just back and forth, back and forth. But he took that, instead of doing like six 400s, right? He took that six 400s and said, okay, why are we doing back and forth, back and forth swimming? And he's a doctor, doctor in physiology, by the way. Um, he said, let's break it up to do two 100s followed by six 50s. It still equals the 400, but he took the intensity and put it way high. So when I'm in that water, we don't have really time to really think of what's going on, what's everything. You're thinking about holding technique, getting that mind tough, because his philosophy is get you tired, take the equipment off, and then you swim fast, because that's where braces are won and lost. Right? There's no secret in swimming. There's no secret in swimming. Everybody's training. Everybody's working hard. Everybody's doing eating right. Everybody's doing something right. But where is the secret? Is up here, the mind. Who has that mental capacity to hold their technique, to be able to lunge forward or stroke forward? But you gotta look at that and just life. Who has that mental capacity to be able to do whatever they're doing? And we're gonna we're talking about swimming is to hold that stroke to finish the stroke, because I fatigue usually the last twenty meters of my race, right? And I know the last 20 meters are the hardest. That's where my body's just like lactic acid, being one of the heaviest swimmers in the world. I gotta keep my hips up. And there's, there's little things I do. I do my rainbow arms. I lift up my head instead of keeping my head in a neutral position. Those are the things that I work on when I'm in training. And he gets you really tired. And then it's like, all right, now we're gonna work on your stroke. That's awesome. And what else do you do except for, from, for mental training, what else do you do except for the, the actual swimming training? Do you do anything else for it? Yeah. The mental aspects? The mental aspects, I, I do yoga. I love yoga. Um, just, it, it stretches your hips and, and your, your hip flexors. And swimming, you see the greatest swimmers, they have very good flexibility from their scapula down to their hips. That region of their, their body is tremendously flexible. Uh, so I do a lot of yoga. And then, and to tell you the truth, every two weeks or three weeks, I lay down on my floor and I visualize my race. From getting up in the morning, like let's say like, like Olympic day, right? Getting up in the morning, walking down to the Olympic village, hit, sitting there, getting, grabbing my breakfast, to like the details, 
the details, what I'm packing, two suits, two caps, two goggles, two towels, my warm-up clothes, my marching clothes, and put on my clothes, and then go into the cafeteria, what I'm eating, getting on the walk-in, got my headphones on, music, all the little details, getting to the pool, my breathing, my warm-up, my dynamic warm-up, getting in the water, warming up in the water, getting out, drying off, like every little details. And I sit there every three weeks, I do, I do that. And just visualizing that. People, people don't think like, oh, that's a waste of time. But you, if you train, you know, you train your body lifting and swimming, but you also got to train the mind. The mind's a muscle up there. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. And the mind, like visual, visualization, <laughs> visualization is the mind can't distinguish reality from what you're visualizing, mm -hmm. right? So if you start doing that over and over again, when you're in that situation, you're ready to act. One thing that I'm curious about, do you feel that now when you're coming so many years into your career that you have matured and can have that mindset? Because I remember, man, I, I've said this, this many times on the podcast. When I was 18, I became a national champion. Uh, but what happened was I won the semifinal and in the other semifinal, uh, the guy uh, got injured, so I won without winning the final. So in my mind, I was like, I'm a fraud, and I suck. I, I like, I'm not the best. Yeah. So this whole year until the next uh, national championships for juniors, I was so like, I only thought about I gotta defend my title. I gotta defend my title. I trained so hard, and had this pressure. It was no fun. And then I went and I did defend my title or won again, because I, I don't think you can defend, it's already there, it's in the history books, it's never changed, so ha defending it's, it's just a word that we say, but instead of feeling like, yes, I just felt like, <sighs> relieved, relieved, and I don't wanna live my life like that, yeah. it's the worst feeling ever, you know, that we have so much pressure, I know a lot of people that are studying medicine and other tough subjects, they're, if they, like the, the level, we put it in our mind, the level has to be top class. And if it's not, we're failing. Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. See, then that comes into the mental aspect of yeah. it, right? We like we're, us athletes, we're never satisfied. Yeah. We're never satisfied. You break a world record or you go past best time or best points or whatever your sport is. And you're like, well, yeah, you're happy for a little bit, but it's like, I can be better. Yeah. Right. It's just that athletes driven. And that's what makes us different. That's what makes athletes just weird people, yeah. you know? And that's why we have this common, you know, mental thinking, you know? So yeah, it's, it's the mental aspect. You can't really like, for your example, you're saying, oh, I gotta defend my title. If you went out there and just had fun and, and just trained and be like, yeah, I'm here just to have fun and, and be able to, to do what I'm doing best, I guarantee you, you would have been yes. For me, a lot of the time, I, you know, was too pressure. I'm like too much, so much pressure on myself. And the fastest I was swimming was when I was the happiest. And I have this written on my notebook. I have this journal uh, for swimming. It says "Happy swimmer, fast swimmer." It was the first thing I opened it up. It says "Happy swimmer, fast swimmer," and I had to take a step back to realize, hey, Azad, you got to be happy. 
can't put too much stress on yourself. You can't be like, I gotta break a minute. I gotta really do this and do this. I'm gonna do this. More sometimes can be bad. People realize I wanna do more, 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 more. But sometimes more could be bad. So I agree. I mean, even Bruce Lee, my childhood hero, said it. It's like it's about hacking away the unessentials, right? Yeah. Uh, that's how we, we do it with ice statues. You begin with the big, I don't even know how you call it, like a brick, or yeah, and yeah. then you just have what's left. And I think that's something we learn with experience, right? It's hard to be like that when you're 18. 100%. Um, 100%, yeah. Like 2012 Olympics, just my body, my mind, who I am to 2016. It was night and day. And then from 2016 to now, yeah. I'm just like, wow, where did, where, where can I go back in time with this mentality? Yeah. I would have been, I probably would have broke a minute. Mm -hmm. I probably would have, you know, been way more successful in the swimming world if I had this mentality. Yeah. And this is crazy, but you don't get this mentality if you don't experience. So it's not going to happen overnight. It, you know, I've been swimming for 15, 20, you know, almost 20 years yeah. and you don't have that experience overnight. It takes, it takes a lot of failing, a lot of sweat, you know, to be able to succeed. And, you know, and I get this question a lot. Do you like to win a lot or do you like to lose? And I always answer, I like to lose because every time I lose, I learn something and learning something makes you a better person to be able to move on. If you lose again, then, okay, I got to work on that to be able to move forward. If I'm winning all the time, yeah, it's fun, it's cool, and you know, it'll get boring. One of my good friends, Michael Phelps, why did he quit in 2016 and he came back, 2012, and then came back? Because he was winning all the time. He said, he told me it got boring. He was one, he's the most decorated Olympian of all time. Yeah. yeah, a lot of it is, you know, going through depression and that, but a lot of it because he's winning all the time. Not just winning, he's destroying people. And he quit for 2012 and he missed it and came back in 2016 and he said, that's it, I'm done. Because he won so many times, it gets boring. There's nothing to look forward to. Nothing to look forward to. So It's so interesting, you know, and, and as I, I'm studying success. That's why I call the podcast I Love Success Podcast uh -huh. because I want to redefine success. And when I, what I've found is that to be number one is not always equaling that to being the most happy, right? Uh, so the question is, what is most important to be happy or to be very successful? What's your opinion? I think happiness, happiness, because a lot of successful people are depressed and a lot of successful people out there with a lot of money are not happy. You can see it in their eyes, they can see it in, you know, in their soul. You know, I'd rather be poor and happy than rich and depressed because happiness is what's, what's, it's what life is about. You know, like, yeah, I don't have Olympic medals. I don't have those big dreams. But, you know, if you know who won, who won the Olympic medal in the heavyweight, no one knows, right? Maybe that moment, you know. Who won the ping pong champion, you know, like any, any sport. Who won the gold medal in, in the 100 meter breaststroke in 2016? Of course, I know because that's my thing. But if you tell a swimmer, he would forget. And I look at that success, right, is a flower. So you get a flower. It's nice. It's blooming. It smells good. But after two weeks, what happens to it? It starts dying. 
And then after three weeks, you're like, oh, I'll save it for one more week, right? <laughs> and then by, by the three and a half weeks, it's falling. And then you have to throw it in the trash. And that's how I see an Olympic medal, an Olympic champ. You know, yeah, it's in the history books, but people forget. People forget who wins the gold medal, the bronze medal, the silver medal, right? So that success disappears, but happiness never disappears. It's exciting. I think it's mindset too, you know? Yeah. We, we got to realize that life comes in seasons mm -hmm. and chapters. And people that are listening now, maybe you have been at this job for 10, 20 years. Maybe it's time to change and be naked, right? And because it is hard. If you're in the regular career, maybe you're 40 or 50, it feels hard. I mean, for us athletes, we're in our 30s and got to start over, like starting from scratch. And you see all your friends that have starting families and all of those things. But we are in different time zones, right? Yeah. We choose this life and you have experienced so many things that people could just dream of. No, I, I agree. I'm actually in the process of applying jobs right now. And I've been looking for jobs for the past eight months. And I'll kid you not, I've sent 964 emails wow. via Gmail. And I think like 200 and something messages on LinkedIn. I've had 15 re interviews and 13 of them, I came to the last final, right? To the final with me and another contender and me having some background of whatever I'm applying for and a guy or a girl that's way more experienced and they've been picking the person with way more experience. And I've doubted myself a little bit. A couple months ago, I'm just like, man, was it really worth being an Olympic athlete? You know, like, because I'm 32 years old, I'm starting my life now. Yeah. And I had these doubts, like, why? Why did I swim all these years? I could have been making X amount of money and look, like I said, like you were saying, comparing yourself with others. Look at my friend, bought a house in Mar Vista, married with two kids, other guy, house in Hawaii. And it's like, it's like I, I could have been me, but then you take a step back and be like, no, no, I'm going to keep pushing. You know, the reason why you get rejected is because there's something else ahead and the universe is telling you this is not for you. And it's, a, it's testing you. We're put on this earth to be tested all the time. You know, roadblocks. See how you can go over these block roadblocks. See how strong you are. You know, and that's, and then another thing, it's like, it's just people out there, you know, you look at the world, like, it, you know, we're very blessed living in Los Angeles, California. Like, I got a roof over my head. I got food tonight, dinner, like, you know, put, put, put things in perspective. That's why traveling is so great. If you're in this job for 10 years, maybe quit and travel. Yeah. You know, if you're having a hard time, I get it. Everybody has a hard time. You know, they might not show it and they're hiding it. But I guarantee you, everybody in this world has some type of hard time or going, they're going through something. No one's really, really, really happy. If you're really happy, then there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. Last question for you, Azad, is uh, I ask this to all my guests. If people can only do one thing after this podcast to get a little bit closer to their dreams and goals, uh, what would be the first step that you would recommend them to do? 
I tell everybody, I, talk, I do a lot of talks to kids yeah. to inspiring them and tell them that they can achieve whatever they want to achieve. And I tell people to use all their senses, right? Uh, I'm going to give an example for myself. I want to make the Olympic team in 2020, right? I'm going to make the Tokyo Olympics. Um, I have it written down. So you use all your senses. Write it, say it, look at it, speak it. I, I'm sure you can't smell it. Maybe you want to smell it, <laughs> but then you're listening to it. Yeah. When you use all your senses, that goal and that achievement, it means more than just writing it down once and putting it away, right? So whatever goal you have, you want to go to Harvard or you want to become a doctor or you want to be you know, an Olympic champ or a national champ or whatever goal you have, I would write it down and have it where you, you know, you see it all the time and not just see it, say it, you know, it's use all your senses besides your smelling. If, and if the goal has a smell, then, yeah. then you can put that scent <laughs> yeah. with the goal. And that's one thing I, I, I tell everybody I talk to is, is use, we have these five amazing scents that we take for granted. You know, imagine, you know, for God forbid, you, you know, you're blind. How, how crazy is that, you know? Or you can't taste, or you can't speak, or you don't have palms to write. So don't, think, don't take these scents for granted, but when you write something and, and really say it, read it out loud, and, and, and then keep it in your heart, don't tell everybody, right? Because when you start telling people, then that's when the word starts spreading, and then then, then it gets to your mind. And we talked about the mindset, you know, you know that, that negative, like, oh, God, no, he, he knows or he knows or I have to prove it to this person, you know, and then you start overthinking it. No, keep it to your heart. Write it, use your senses, all your senses, and then keep it close to your heart. And I guarantee you're going to achieve that goal. I love that. Uh, amazing. Azad, thank you so much of for course. doing this. Uh, really appreciate uh, sharing and you being so open-hearted here today. And uh, if people want to follow your journey to the Olympics and what's going to happen after, where can they find you? Uh, I don't use really too much social media, especially the past like couple months. I kind of stepped away from it. But uh, maybe throughout my my journey is more Instagram. Um, it's easy a the letter easy a underscore surf. Um, but other than that, like Facebook is Azad Albarazi. Maybe I'll post some things if I qualified or did not qualify. Um, not big Twitter person, but uh, mostly Instagram. And yeah, if, if you want any advice, please feel free to reach out to me or Peter. Uh, I love giving back. I love, you know, listening to people and helping them to succeed to whatever goal they have because we have experience and I love sharing that experience. I love, you know, I've made those mistakes. I don't want someone to go and make the same mistakes I've made. Thank you so much. And yeah. thank you everybody for listening and watching to this incredible episode. If you liked it, share it with somebody, give us a review so more people can find us. Also check out ilovesuccess.co where I give away a couple of free chapters of my book, The Goal Book. And you also have almost 170 
conversations with game changers just like Azad. So check that out and talk to you soon. Take care.